It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Sometimes, you know, you, you have to scratch your head and wonder, what are going to be the main topics? Do we have anything to talk about? This is not one of those times. This whole season has not been one of those times on Bull Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly. So, you know, let's see. Well, what happened last weekend? Uh, conference championship. Basketball team, of course, uh, won its 14th straight. Three-game lead in the conference. Uh, let's see. Sell out again. It, it was just an amazing weekend. I had, for the first time in a while, because I'm kind of right in the middle of everything, I had a little FOMO because I was in Tulsa with we women's away, basketball yeah. and watching it back home and keeping everybody has such a, a great way to, you know, let us know what's going on. But I still felt like I was missing out because I wasn't there. We had a very exciting game, but at the Yingling Center, before we get into track and field, another amazing Sunday. Simply tremendous turnout. Can't thank Bulls Nation enough to come out in full throttle. I'll be honest, when the season starts and you get two noon games, you're excited to be on national TV. That's a great opportunity. But sometimes Sunday at noon is a tough thing to sell, right? Uh, and then another great game we had a great crowd with was against Charlotte, and we played uh, at nine o'clock. So when right. you think about, hey, we've we haven't we sold out two of them at noon on a Sunday, and we sold out uh, we came really a great crowd close to a sellout against Charlotte at nine o'clock at night. So it just shows the enthusiasm not only of our student body but of the Tampa Bay community coming together. Just really excited about this team. It kind of fits into all of our vision uh, in terms of Jose and Amir and everybody in terms of, hey, this is Tampa Bay's home for hoops. If you like college basketball, we're your destination. And, wow, pr proving that when you have, have a winner, it comes out in full throttle. And, and when you engage with the student body, you know, even when you are winning, it helps. But uh, <laughs> the engagement that Coach Shamir and, and all, the, all the players are doing to kind of really just uh, – you know, feel a part of it. They've engaged with this whole community, this whole campus community is on fire about this team. It's a lot, a lot of fun. Well, you, you said a lot of things that I want to sort of get back with. And again, track and field with an indoor AAC championship that we'll definitely be getting to. But the engagement, uh, I guess in this case, I'm starting with the end of the game on Sunday, the win against SMU, because Amir Abdurrahim, it's not like he's, you know, begrudgingly going into the crowd. He looked like he wanted to crowd surf. And there was a lot of surf as far as the number of turnouts with the students. There was. And in essence, he did crowd surf. <laughs> uh, late in the week, he goes out to the student union and is passing out ice cream sandwiches just as he's followed up on times with, with free coffee for the students and well, things more of that nature. FOMO for so, me. Dang. So, so that, that word of mouth has traveled amongst the student body, that genuine care mutual care for coach and for the student body as a whole is, is there. Um, and then, again, even the guys, when you, you conclude another really solid win over a really good team like SMU, doing the alma mater the right way, running it as soon as it's over to shake hands with everybody along the courtside seats, running over the student body, Amir going up there with the band, basically orchestrating the band and <laughs> singing along. Um, that's just fun. And uh, that is, as we've talked about so many times, college basketball is fun mostly mm. because of the student passion. And when you have can't school spirit, school pride, and, and student body passion, it makes a whole lot of sense. And they did it in a smart and responsible way and fun way. Uh, hey, that's what it's all about, what we've all been dreaming about for a long time and glad to see it's happened. 
so I could ask you, you know, just from a fan's perspective, other than, you know, you, you're looking at what you have to do for your daily duties, uh, does this feel a little bit different? Does this make you feel more like a fan? Because I'm sure when you wake up on a Sunday and you know what's coming up, specifically with this team and what's got going on, it, it gets you a little bit on the giddy side. No, it does. It makes you, it puts a spring in your step. It gives you that much more value in everything so many people have put so much hard work into and you want to support it. It gets you here actually even earlier, not just because you're giddy, but in a different way, it gives you even more work to do. But you're proud to do it when you're doing it because, hey, now you're planning for sellout traffic. You're selling out for, for staffing and the event management side of that, making sure concessions and merchandising are ready to go, and, and obviously just trying to put forth a first-class uh, you know, fan experience all the way around. And, and you know, all concerned have done that these last couple of weeks, and now that's going to keep building and building and building for the uh, you know, days to come in these final home games that we got with when we have Tulane in a, couple, in a week and a half or so. And it's just exciting. And uh, then with all the other activities we had going on around campus too, that was a good test. And <laughs> it, all, it all kind of leads up there, obviously, to when we have the stadium in a couple of years because you can see that there's the energy that you're feeling when you've got baseball, softball yesterday, and basketball, and tennis all going off at the same time. Uh, that's the kind of thing that football Saturdays are going to feel like here oh. in a couple of years. And that's what I want people to feel and realize. Yeah, is there more coordination? Do you have to plan a little bit, maybe get there a little bit earlier? Sure, but is the is the uh, is the atmosphere just unbelievable? Yeah, that's true, too. It's good you br brought that up because, remember, last Sunday, uh, the FAU game, everything had kind of rained out, uh, and, and everyone was able to watch what was going on at the Yingling Center. But as you mentioned, women's tennis was playing the number 11 team in the country, Auburn. Softball, the whole event was going on. They finished a 3-0 weekend. Baseball against Marist, they were playing that time. Um, how much, and, and if you want to single out anybody individually, you can, behind-the-scenes planning going, goes into dividing up those duties because you actually have four things going on at once. Oh, I mean, there's a lot. That's what I meant. You get, you're getting to the ballpark that much earlier for all those things concerned. You've got, uh, obviously, our development staffs there for preparing for donors, our marketing staffs there all the time, getting the game entertainment ready and trying to fulfill all the different promotions that are going on. You've got the Bulls broadcasting folks that are there early in the morning, like yeah. your colleagues, not only on the radio side, but also on the TV side. Obviously, you got to get set up the event management facilities staff getting there so early to get things going. Them coordinating in touch, in touch with university police and the uh, different contractors involved at the Advantage Sports Group. Everybody kind of coming together, revamping traffic plans trying to navigate people to their parking. I mean, there's people parking all the way over at the library. There's people parking on huh. these different streets back back here. But it was yeah, organized. You've got a way that you've got uh, signs po poking you, pointing you where to go for baseball softball parking, pointing you where to go for basketball parking. It's just a lot of fun. It's fun. Well, I was, um, I had to, believe me, at the hotel in Tulsa, I had three different call-ups of ESPN Plus, and I was listening to, you know, the, the, the basketball broadcast, and there was a couple minutes where, you know, the baseball feed wasn't streaming. I'm like, I understand what's going on behind the scenes. I'm going to give them a break because that really is a lot of stuff to happen. But let's focus on uh, what happened at the basketball game, and we've had every kind of game you can think of. We've had uh, three-point fests where it was an easy win. We've had the Bulls. Well behind, come back to win. We've had the Bulls well ahead, 25 points against FAU, and hold on for victory. This was a game where it wasn't aesthetically pleasing, but I think if you're going to have a slogan, gritty, not pretty, <laughs> you might as well have one of those games for everybody to see, and it, it's like it didn't phase them. It didn't, and what you just described is a really good point. There's been so many ways to win, and that just kind of and you got to play differently. You never know what's going to come on a certain day, and the fact that our guys have had the uh, – uh, versatility uh, and the confidence to to win no matter what the circumstances is really really good. So that's a mark of a good team. Let's face it, that's a mark of one that finds ways to find ways to win. And yesterday we knew SMU how very tough they are. They pound the offensive glass <laughs> like nobody 
nobody's business. They play really good defense. They typically held most teams down to a very, very low three-point shooting percentage. But we were able to overcome that. We were able to, uh, you know, they still got us pretty good on the boards, but we found a way to, uh, to, to, to get it done. And we knew that was going to be a very physical game. That's the way SMU plays. And it proved that way because both teams shot, I don't know, a whole lot of free throws. And right. we were fortunate to make a greater share of them, which probably proved to be the difference in the game. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, try 90% as far as free throw shooting went. And one thing that I loved about that game, and speaking of free throw shooting, Sam Hines was 8 for 8. He and Brandon Stroud are basically two. Th- I know he doesn't have positions in here, but they're threes playing the four position. And Stroud had an off day, and here comes Sam Hines. But I want to bring up Hines particularly, as Coach did after the game, to bring up the fact that he and Corey Walker and Selton Miguel, I know we can single out anybody on the team, but I just think it's awesome to see them enjoying uh, the rewards for sticking around and believing in the coach he brought in because it has paid off. Yeah, those guys do deserve some extra credit and focus for uh, you know for them believing in Coach uh, Amir and believing in what we were doing here. Um, you know, and they've they've bought in that they're great teammates. They've found a way to uh, be a part of it as you as you described earlier. There's been a different person that kind of steps up every night, and that's again part of Amir's philosophy and how we're how we're playing, playing team ball, positionless basketball, finding ways for people that need to step up and, and, and be a star in their own role and, and accepting those roles. And you're right, a night where uh, where uh, Brandon Stroud had some foul trouble right. and, and it was a perfect opportunity for Sam. We needed to have Sam to have that kind of effort and he had to bang against those guys for a longer period of time, get rebounds, make stops. And then, like you said, went eight for eight from the free throw line, which was clutch. So the whole team has just proven time after time that it's not letting anything go to its head. So I'm sure they won't let this go to its head their head but still pretty cool that on a monday uh we're taping this in a few hours ago uh both the voted on polls we're not going to talk about the computers we're talking about the people that are watching the game that be the ap writers and the coaches have the bulls in the top 25 first time ever so if you're going to have history on one day first time ever winning 13 in a row might as well get your first ever ranking the next day i tell you it's just tremendous i mean to think about that 50 plus years of men's basketball here at usf and we've never had the opportunity to be ranked and earn that opportunity but we did this year and uh, uh yep you're right i think coach already said headphones on that's awesome glad to be recognized but now it's time to focus use this whole week where we don't have a game in the middle of the week to get healthy to get a little rest get your mind straight because we've got uh, three more uh, three more regular season games and hopefully a whole lot more postseason games to, to kind of get done where we're trying to go. And I'm not going to ask if there's anything planned. I'm just going to point out the fact that there's probably going to be a conference championship to celebrate just a little bit, and it's just amazing to think about. And, and I know you never want to look ahead too far, but that's got to be pretty cool. It is really cool. I mean, to know that we've at least secured playing um, in the top, uh, you know, getting that bye where we can play on Friday so we kind of know when we're going to play in the <laughs> conference tournament gives you a, a great uh, pathway to only have to win three games to do that. So we're positioned as well as we can at this very moment. Like we said, we're going to use this uh, midweek bye to – the best of our ability and get organized for uh, the closing home game that we've got next next week against uh, against uh, Tulane when they come to town. Yeah, you dropped a hint a couple weeks ago that we could have a sellout. You dropped a hint that SMU could be one. I would encourage people to maybe uh, head on out for that yeah, one as well. Obviously, Tampa Bay's home for hoops. You want to get those tickets today for <laughs> for Tulane for that for that home uh, closing game. That'll be the be uh, just fantastic and. Again, not looking ahead because it's it's not if, if that's just the case that's the chance to uh, so many records have, have fallen. But if we could find a way to win that one, that would give us a, an undefeated home slate in conference oh, yeah. play. I wow. mean, that's tremendous. Not many teams anywhere in the country do that against any level of competition. <laughs> 
The women's basketball team also playing this Saturday night at home for their last home game, and they're not as high up in the standings, but I've been with the team throughout the course of the year, and I've seen every team in the league, and it's a strong league. It's very consistent. Every game's coming down to the wire. So even if the Bulls were, I don't know, 12-4 and four right now in the conference instead of 8-8, eight and eight, I think their situation for next week uh, in Fort Worth would be the same. It's going to be three or four challenging games, and they have a chance to win the thing. Oh, absolutely. We, every game we've played, with the exception of maybe one that's been UTSA, down, that's th- it. down to a, a possession here or there in the fourth quarter. Yeah. So uh, we've won our fair share. We've lost our a handful of them. So now we just got to get, uh, get our head straight, get our focus ready for uh, for Fort Worth. So, yeah, looking forward to senior night coming up here on, on Saturday, and, and uh, we'll close out our home slate and be ready to get, start getting ready for Fort Worth. And totally within their realm to go ahead and get to the NCAA by winning that uh, conference championship. That was our goal when we started, and that's still the goal today. Well, speaking of conference championships, we got one to talk about. We will in a minute here, but we touched on baseball and softball this past weekend. Softball playing, as we mentioned, two top ten teams and really taking Washington to the wire, then losing to a really great Oklahoma State team. Those experiences were awesome, and, and you knew there was a chance they'd lose them both, but they were very competitive. But then to win three in a row this weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and for baseball to do what it did, in addition to the basketball, I want people to know that if you drop by either of those stadiums Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you saw a 7-0 performance and a great bounce back by baseball as well. Four straight run rule victories. That's never been done before. Yeah, tremendous. And it's just, again, it's so great that we live in an awesome region like Tampa Bay to have this kind of weather this time of year to have those kind of tournaments that we've had for softball the last couple weekends, to have games pretty much every night last weekend uh, for baseball to perform so well. It's really, really exciting. And, uh, you know, as I've said before, I encourage people to go out there to, to, to the ballpark. We've got so many great opportunities at softball and baseball to do that. You're right. We're, we have the number four team in the country in the sixth inning. Bases loaded. We're down one. Hey, just came up that short for a really, really major win. But as you said, we've emerged out. We've uh, gone three and zero against the ACC teams during uh, during this slate. Got That's to a, a ten and five record, uh, well positioned, and just got to keep getting better as we get ready for uh, the conference slate to start on the softball side. And you're right, baseball. Hey, didn't get the bats going those first tough two series against teams that went to the NCAA tournament last year, but got the bats uh, rolling well uh, this past weekend and pitching well. And now we've got some big games coming up in the next couple of days. Again, all focused on. How do we position ourselves and get ready to go once the conference slate begins? He'll be away for six games in Tallahassee on Tuesday in Orlando this weekend, and I'll be traveling for those. And you mentioned ACC softball's hosting. Well, first of all, Stetson, that'll be a fun doubleheader Wednesday, but then more teams come in, including Louisville, another ACC team for a couple this weekend. So fantastic action all around. So I kind of got the vibe and starting to compare and contrast that the track and field team had a good chance the men especially to win an indoor championship and I know it might not be on everybody's radar but I kind of think it should be because not only do they pull it off it was not even close there was some good competition but they destroyed the field on the men's side in Birmingham it was so much fun to watch on ESPN plus I wasn't able to get out to Birmingham directly like uh, Joji Libadisos was from our staff to join our our overall track staff that was awesome but uh I hope a lot of people tuned in, and if they didn't, I hope they'll tune into the outdoors because obviously we want to duplicate the same sort of effort on the men's and women's side and the outdoors. But for our women to finish third and really kind of maybe leave a handful of points on the board that we know we can get as we get better over the next couple of weeks, and for the men to kind of slam the door and come out with a convincing conference championship victory was really, really cool. And so part of it's just elite talent, elite preparation, and, and I'll also say depth. Because there's been times where we've even, since uh, Coach Jenkins has been here, we've been able to build up the talent. 
But again, injuries happen in every sport, including in track. And when you have that one moment in time, if, if you don't have everybody there, when you don't have depth, it, it hurts you, right? Today, even with some people this week, weekend, when even a couple of people were injured or not at their best, still to be able to perform or other guys to be able to step up and, and perform was just incredible. But I think we had eight different confer- individual conference champions to go ahead and, and secure the ultimate team championship on the men's side. So just a great, great showing. And to see the joy of all those yes. athletes on television, men and women alike cheering each other on and seeing that championship is just huge. First one in our conference uh uh, in American conference history for our program. Uh, just, again, you know, Coach Jenkins and his entire staff that have been together for over five years now and, and uh, to be able to grow from where we were to where we are now is just uh, is just phenomenal. So sky's the limit. Let's go, We'll go to nationals here for indoor and see if we can perform really well there. And then a couple individual, hopefully, will have a chance to win national championships there as we did last year. And then we'll get full uh, throttle ready for um, – for the outdoor season. You mentioned it, and I, it was great to see uh, Coach Jenkins get the old oh bath. Oh, man, the ice bath. Yeah, Coach Jenkins bath I guess it's not but so it, bad it, indoors, his right? Wardrobe, his wardrobe was so nice, though, it didn't even look wet after he was wet. <laughs> he, was, he, he must have planned it out. He's got everything planned out. You mentioned the depth. A couple of events uh, that they had, you know, four people in the finals. That means you're going to rack up the points. And a, uh, some of the distance races where the Bulls haven't had a whole lot of success lately, and all of a sudden they've built up that part of it, too. That's the whole secret to success as a team in track and field and you know we haven't had that quote-unquote national championship moment like we did last year with Romain Beckford but I think in many ways this is just if not more impressive and if you're wondering you can see them in person in the middle of March because that's the first event that South Florida will host in the outdoor season which with this weather it feels like it should already be there so that is right around the corner yeah we'll pump that up when we get closer but I encourage people to come out to the track stadium when we have those home, home events and then obviously even getting ready for the outdoor championships in a couple months Middle of March. Is there anything going on in the middle of March when it comes to basketball? Oh, man, anyway, that's, that's too far ahead right now. Let's not think that too far ahead. Let's think to this week because as we as we now wrap it up, uh, with all that's going on and so much to throw your support behind, as people have in the form of attendance, there's other ways you can help out the South Florida student-athletes. It's NIL week. Would you care to expound about that? It is. Back, in a, back a couple months ago, we were working together thinking, you know, a lot of people have giving weeks for – foundations and things of that nature so we want to kind of focus in on a week where we could really focus our efforts and focus our fans attention on on nil week for us and all through the fowler avenue collective so we're just trying to bring extra attention to obviously people understand what that can do benefit wise for our student athletes business opportunities for our student athletes how does it help our, our coaches retain uh our our rosters moving forward mm-hmm. all important to some of the success we're seeing now and the success we want to have in the in the future so if you're not already supporting fowler avenue we hope you'll uh, find a way to join it and and certainly uh, well there's a lot of creative uh, promotions going on by the fowler avenue collective team to uh to, to, to try to get to encourage your support of them and ultimately the support of our student athletes and success gotta ask as we finish up here are you not getting much sleep are you getting uh slower but quicker sleep because you can't have much time to sleep there's way too much happening there's a lot happening now like i said we've always worked hard here obviously when you're able to have some success like we've had in recent months uh it just kind of uh, creates new opportunities and you (laughs) want to be able to to celebrate our student athlete success you want to be able to uh, celebrate and encourage and give ways for our fans to enjoy the moment and enjoy it and uh so, again, it takes work, but, boy, it's sure a lot more fun when, when you're winning. We all know that. Our fans have been with us. Uh, and again, 
we haven't accomplished much yet. We've just been nice to see the uh, momentum going in the right direction, and this is all kind of giving us a little taste, I think, of what we can do if we keep kind of pouring, pouring into what I talk about, buy tickets, support the Bulls Club, support the students and their NIL initiatives. It's all part of it, and we're so very blessed to be here in Tampa Bay. We're blessed to have 360,000-plus alums that should have a lot of school pride right now and want to have even more school pride to kind of keep pouring into this uh, athletic program into this great university. So thanks, everybody, for your attention this week to Bull Speed Ahead. Looking forward to uh, – oh, one little other little tidbit for you guys. The football schedule will come out sometime this week, at least what the conference office tells us. So stay tuned. We'll be able to know exactly what dates we're playing our games this fall, and that will be another – way to mark up your calendar and get ready for the upcoming football season. So thanks for your support, and go Bulls.